Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today is a sweet day. Every once in a while, you need to step back from all the things that are good for you, and sometimes focus on a few things that are good to you. There's nothing wrong with having a sweet tooth. There's nothing wrong with treating yourself sometimes. And today is a sometimes day. You will need a slow cooker for this because this is a slow cooker recipe. And if you're thinking that this is a series coming up, you're right. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on Nutella. That's right. We're doing a Nutella recipe. We never do those. So I think it's time. Because today, we're going to make a Nutella cake in the slow cooker. But not just any kind of Nutella cake. It's got a twist. So let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by the Michigan Witches Bazaar a magical shopping experience happening on October 28th, 2023 at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Warren, Michigan. Join them for the most spectacular and magical shopping experience with vendors of every sort of the imagination. Find books, decks of cards, games, and apparel potions, incense, lotions, and more in a wonderful hall on a ballroom floor. Find more information at the Michigan Witches Bazaar on Facebook or follow them on Eventbrite for the Michigan Witches Bazaar 2023. Now back to the show. of the time of year it is, this is the best time to start bringing out that slow cooker. Now I would say Crock-Pot, but Crock-Pot doesn't sponsor me, so I don't want you to think they do, but I do have a Crock-Pot, as well as a couple of other slow cooker brands. The amount of slow cookers I have in my home is almost frightening. But I digress. This is a great way for you to introduce children to slow cooking also. Let those stroller citizens get involved because this is an easy recipe. You will need a slow cooker, some measuring cups, one for dry and one for liquid and three eggs. Also, you'll need a very large amount of Nutella, at least a cup, so don't get the mini bottle because it won't work right. In addition to this, you're going to add a twist to this recipe, like I said. So what you wanna do is grab yourself some raspberry preserves because Nutella 
and raspberry to me tastes lovely. But if you don't want to do raspberry, you could always grab yourself some strawberry preserves. It's really up to you what you like because I'm not the one who has to eat it. So at the end of the day, you want to be something that is to your personal taste. You're also going to want a white chocolate bar. Doesn't have to be any particular brand. So, you know, go to town, find yourself something that you really like. If you're, you know, really lucky or fortunate, you'll be able to find a raspberry chocolate bar. This will be necessary for the recipe. And for this, you're going to want a microwave or a double boiler because this is going to be part of the topping. Now, the first thing we're going to do is measure everything out. You're going to use your measuring cup. And if you use a spatula, this is a lot easier than those mini spatulas. But you can use a spoon, obviously, or a knife or whatever works for you. And you're going to measure out a cup of Nutella. Try not to eat it while you're doing it. I know, I know, but don't because it's important that what you're using for the recipe gets into the recipe. You can eat the rest later. Just use this first. So your cup of Nutella, then you're going to get the dry measure cup and you're going to put in there one cup of self-raising flour. It's important because you want it to be fluffy. You don't want to have it without that particular airiness. Do not need to use cake flour, just regular self-raising flour. In addition to this, you're going to need three eggs. Now, these are average size eggs. These are medium eggs. You do not have to use the large eggs. The reason I'm saying that is because when you use those large and extra large eggs, sometimes the food gets the taste of a little bit being eggy. I mean, I can't explain it. If you've eaten different recipes with different sizes of eggs, you'll know what I mean. Sometimes people want to add an extra egg to make something richer. I'm not going to say that that's what you want to do for this recipe. Just use the three average size or medium eggs. If all you have are large eggs, that's fine. But definitely don't use the jumbo eggs, please. Uh, if you're using quail eggs, then you're going to want to double the amount of eggs, obviously, because they're so small. Even triple, maybe. It depends on how large your quail eggs are. But as you know, they, they're generally half the size of a regular egg. And if you're using duck eggs, that's a whole different thing. It depends on um, how rich you want this cake. I'm just going to say, duck eggs are going to make this taste better. They really are. There's just something about a, a duck egg that tastes a little bit better when you're baking with it. But you don't have to do that. I don't want you to get stuck up onto those little details like that. Because at the end of the day, the day it's going to taste good no matter what. Another thing, if you're one of those people who likes a little extra different kind of taste... Or if you want to make this a little bit lighter tasting, you could do two-thirds Nutella, one-third sun butter. It will taste differently, but it will still taste good. Just keep in mind that it won't have the same richness as just plain Nutella, okay? But it will taste good. 
And if you're in a country that doesn't have sun butter, you don't know what that is, it's sunflower butter. That's right, it's sunflower butter. Because some people here in the United States and in the Western Hemisphere can't eat peanuts. They're allergic to peanuts. So, you know, I just wanted to point that out. And now you're probably saying, well, if they're allergic to peanuts, how can they eat Nutella? Because peanut allergy is different. It's a legume. So that's why. Once everything's measured, you're going to mix this together in a mixing bowl. I know I didn't mention the mixing bowl, but most people have a mixing bowl. You're going to mix them all together really well. My recommendation for this particular recipe is that you actually use a spatula to remove the material, the, the batter, from the mixing bowl into your crock pot, the lined crock pot. And that way you can actually be able to get all of that goodness in there. Another thing you want to keep in mind is that the crock pot lining doesn't have to be the crock pot liner lining you can use uh, parchment paper if you have to because that way you you're lining it that way now some people can't use a liner I get it you don't have the money for it you just don't want to do it that's fine maybe it's an ethical stance on waste then in that case make sure you put nonstick spray or a butter along the edges or all around the inside of the crock pot this will make it easier to remove the cake once it's done if you don't then i hope you like serving it out of the crock pot uh, for everyone to just dig in because it's probably gonna stick a little more than you think it will more like eating out of a cake pan so keep that in mind Into the slow cooker this is gonna go now here's the thing about this you're going to cook this on high for an hour in the slow cooker what's important to remember is that not everybody's slow cooker works the same way my thought is that you should know your slow cooker to know whether or not you have to watch it carefully because after a while sometimes slow cookers tend to either get hotter or cooler so if your slow cooker tends to get really hot really quickly even though it's supposed to be regulated maybe it's time for a new slow cooker make sure you keep your eye on it so that it doesn't burn the opposite is also true if your temperature doesn't get up as high as it used to be maybe it's time for a new slow cooker but definitely keep an eye on it to make sure you don't stop it too quickly uh, right around the 45 minute mark you should be testing it to see if it looks like it's getting done. But again, don't keep checking it over and over again too much because you're letting out the heat. Some people recommend using a lined lid for this, and there is a, a, an actual product for lining the lid to absorb moisture and whatnot when you're slow cooking. My thought is, if you have it, wonderful, that's a good thing. If you don't have it, then you can put two layers of cheesecloth uh, right across the top of the slow cooker and put the lid right on top. That way, it's almost as if the cheesecloth is wicking away 
the moisture. Well, actually it is wicking away the moisture without compromising the seal. And actually it helps it cook even a little bit better. That would be my recommendation. Now you're going to use your double boiler and you're going to do the twist portion of this particular recipe. You're going to melt down your white chocolate bar or your white raspberry chocolate bar, depending on whether or not you found one. You can either melt it in the double boiler or you can melt it in a microwave into your Pyrex or Pyrex style uh, measuring cup. Hopefully you washed it already after you made the first portion of the recipe. You're not gonna start this part of the process until your cake is just about halfway cool. And the reason I'm saying that is because you want this to kind of melt into the top layer a little bit, not just be on top of the top layer. Once it's melted down, give it a moment to not be blazing hot. And while it's cooling down a bit, you're gonna take your raspberry preserves and put them into a small bowl. You're going to whip this up like crazy, okay? And then you're going to pour in your white chocolate. Whip it all together and ladle it out on top of your cake. Now, I wanna point out that at this point you've removed the cake from the slow cooker already. I know you probably did. I don't wanna make any assumptions. I just want to say you're going to already pull it out. You're going to, you know, basically smooth this over it using that spatula again. Why do we use the spatula? Because it gets everything that you need to get. A spoon works too, um, but it keeps you from having to use your finger to get that last part because we don't want to put our fingers in everything. I'm not the boss of you, but I just, I just think it'll be easier. And just spread that chocolate out along with the raspberry preserve, and it's going to make the most weird looking topping but once you eat it you'll love it now as far as proportions the reason I didn't say how much raspberry preserve you need versus the chocolate bar it's because it really depends on how large the chocolate bar is it should be about an equal portion to its melted quantity once you melt that chocolate bar down if you got a really large one it's probably going to be about a quarter cup or up to a half cup. The amount of raspberry preserves should be roughly equal or even a tad bit more, like a tablespoon more, to make it easier to smooth it out. Unless you really just want the hint of chocolate, in which case it's going to be double the amount of raspberry preserve and you swirl it around and then pour it on top. If you don't want to do it that way, you can spread the raspberry preserve over the top of the cake in a thin layer and then drizzle the melted chocolate on top. It's really up to you. Want to be fancy schmancy? Throw some raspberries on top. I'm not the boss of you. You can do what you like. As long as you're going to eat it, it's all good. And trust me, it'll be rather very, very good. Okay, that was bad. But I haven't given you a mom joke, any mom jokes in a while. We were overdue. Now comes the real question. What do you serve this with? Nothing. You can serve it by itself. It's really great. But if you just have to have something else, 
this would be a great time to either pull out some vanilla ice cream or, van or some nice thick yogurt that has raspberry at the bottom. But what if you don't want to do that? What if you want something else? In that case, and I know this is going to sound a little bit odd, I would recommend having some fresh mandarin orange slices or just, fre just fresh orange slices because orange and raspberry goes together very well. That's just me. I, I'm very, very opinionated when it comes to raspberry and orange marmalade and orange items. It's, it's just a thing. I can't tell you why. Understand, it will take away from the taste of the orange juice. So don't serve it with orange juice or else you're going to have a negative effect. It won't taste the way you think it will. But if you do make a nice raspberry lemonade, this would be mm, a little off. So try to stick just to the ice creams or the yogurts. One last choice, of course, would be to do something along the lines of making a raspberry ice cream. And we can talk about that next year when summer comes. Or if you already have one, you're good to go. I love sharing these kinds of things with my friends and we're friends, right? If you try this recipe, let me know. And this is the beginning of our Slow Cooker series. I hope you'll be back for all the episodes. And I look forward to seeing you here again on my Magical Cottagecore Life.